my dues Time after time I've done my sentence But committed no crime And bad mistakes gentlemen welcome to the championship edition of the may i have a word podcast as always i'm your host gustavo montes what is going on everybody how are you how are you doing people how's it going how are you feeling how you eating how are you drinking it is one hell of an amazing amazing time here at the May I Have a Word podcast. Woo! How you doing, folks, huh? How you doing? Jeez, Gus, why you so hyped? Why you so happy? Well, let me tell you what, folks. It is for the first time in my pathetic, illustrious life, I can tell you with some bravado, some pride, a little bit of crass, that yours truly, after 32 years, can say he finally got himself a date. I'm kidding with you. I've had a couple dates in my day, but no, yours truly with pride with his chin held high can say that he is a fan of a World Series winning organization. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Oh, it felt so good. It felt so good. My Dodgers Tuesday night, they did it, they did the damn thing. They won it all, ladies and gentlemen. They won it all, and now I am able to play Mr. Freddie Mercury at the highest volume as Tuesday night, my Dodgers defeated the Tampa Bay Rays to win their seventh World Series title. Oh, what an amazing experience. What a time. Amazing. Jesus Christ. I should have stretched before I did that, ladies and gentlemen. Woo. I'm getting old at my old age. I'm getting, I'm getting soft. Woo. How are you guys doing? What's going on, man? Oh, it feels so good when you're able to sit here and say, my team that I grew up from when I was a young buck, and they won it all, man. They won it all. My Dodgers, God bless them. God bless them. And anyone that wants to sit there and say, oh, well, you know, they, you know it, it, they should deserve an asterisk next to it because it didn't really count. Now, you don't really count, pal, and your mom adopted you. So sit down and shut your mouth. Let me enjoy this moment, all right? Let me enjoy the fact that my team, After getting screwed out of the last two, out of the last three, no, two out of the last three times that the Dodgers have gone to the World Series, they have lost by documented cheaters, the Houston Asterix, 
and the Boston, whatever the hell they're called, the Boston Yankees bitches. I'm going to start calling them that. Sorry. I'm already starting off with the foul language, but oh boy. Oh, well, deal with it. You don't like it. Sue me. Good luck. So, oh, what an amazing time. What an incredible time to be living in Los Angeles. Because just two weeks ago, just two weeks ago, my Lakers. Oh, gosh, you're good, man. You don't play for him. You don't need to say your Lakers. Yeah, whatever. I'm a fan. I'm a fan, so I get involved. My Lakers win the NBA championship, and the Dodgers do it. Oh, let me tell you. So many times I thought that my Lakers were cursed. I swear to God, or my, like my Lakers, my Dodgers, I swear to God, I started thinking if the Dodgers would have lost this World Series, I was going to start thinking, yo, we're cursed. We are cursed, man. But nope. In the words of Ace Ventura, I have exercised the demons. But hold on. I'm getting a little something by the name of Mr. Randy Newman. Mr. Randy Newman, what do you want to tell me? All right, Miss Randy Newman wanted to say a little something right there. He, you know, I mean, it's a it's a one hell of a time right now in LA. How many other cities can say our teams were the first time in sports history to win their championships in the same month? Can't say that. Can't say that. But well, we did. My Lakers did. My Dodgers did. Oh, it's awesome. Why don't you tell them something, Randy? Tell them something. Let me hear it. Oh, man, what a jam, what a classic, an amazing tune. Oh, man, thank you, Randy. Thank you very much for that. Whew. I mean, just an amazing time, amazing time. And, and it, it's an interesting juxtaposition of feelings and emotions that, you know, this year, as you guys know, unfortunately, has been the worst year of my life, like literally the worst year. It's been horrible. It's been depressed, ridden. You know, I've spent so much time alone. And, you know, like, I'm, I'm cool with being alone. I really am. Like, I'm cool, you know, sleeping alone. And I'm cool with all this and that. But, you know, when I got sick earlier in the year, you know, I was by myself through it. The lockdown, I was by myself. Quarantine by myself didn't. You know, couldn't couldn't see anyone. You know, it's one thing where you can talk to someone on the phone. Yeah, it's that, but it's like that human interaction, which paved the way for my podcast. Because I needed some human interaction. I needed to talk to people. And so for all the feelings that I've gone through this year, and and you know, I'm still not out of the woods. 
I'm still not out of the woods when it comes to the depression. It's still looming over me. You know, it, it's not easy. It's not easy to, to, you know, go to the gym or to go somewhere and you see someone and, hey, Gus, how are you? Hey, how you doing? You looking good? All right, cool. And, you know, you turn around and, and, and that smile you're wearing, it's not 100% real. And, you know, it, it was um, when, when that was happening, it was a total bummer because, you know, yes, the Lakers were doing their thing and the Dodgers and all this and that. And, and, and it should have been a time for me personally of like, oh, my God, this is actually happening. This is really going down. And I couldn't find the joy. I couldn't find, you know, like anything. And I tried really hard. I tried really hard. And it just wasn't happening. And, you know, as life would have it, you know, I started to find my smile again towards game six of the NBA finals. And, you know, my Lakers won and it was an amazing night. I got to spend it with with great people um, and all that. And I just started to get a little bit better, a little bit better and a little bit better. And and, you know, I I finally you know, started feeling like my normal self right around the time that the Dodgers got into the World Series. And the Dodgers started fucking up in the World Series. Oh, dear God. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, was, I was an upset guy when I, when, when I truly thought that the Dodgers were going to lose the World Series. There was a moment in my life where I thought that the Dodgers weren't even going to get in it. We went down three games to one to the Atlanta Braves. And I was like, yeah, this is it. It's over and done with. Thank you, Lakers. At least you guys know what to do when you get to the championship round. You know, like, I had lost hope. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to bullshit you and be like one of these guys. Yo, man, I never lose faith, man. Never lose faith. Never lose faith. No. I, like, I did. We were down three games of one. I, I had just about done everything but write them off. I'd cussed them out and everything. And, you know, yeah, there are people out there that are like, oh, you're one of those guys. You're one of those people that, like, care yeah, I do care. I do care because my story is not like yours. I'm not one of these dudes that's painting their fat belly and in, you know, freezing weather and shirtless out there. I'm not one of those guys. You know, the Dodgers and the Lakers, they helped me get through some tough times. They helped me get through when my, you know, when my father ran out on, on my mother, my sister and I. He helped me get through that time or they helped me get through that time. And, you know, the Lakers and Dodgers were there for a lot of, lot of important moments in my life. So, yeah. Yeah, that's why I do care. And it was such an amazing feeling hearing that and not knowing I wasn't dreaming when... Julio Urias, the amazing lefty born in Sinaloa, Mexico, when he hit the final strike. And I hear Joe Buck just finally yell it out, the Los Angeles Dodgers champions of 2020. And I'm like, oh, oh, my God. You know, I've been a kid. I've been a Dodger fan my entire life, literally my entire life. 
you know, we had we had home videos from when I could barely learn how to talk, you know. Well, I don't even know how to I still have trouble talking, you know, in these days. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm like, you know, like little kid. And, you know, my father and my uncle came up to me a little home video and and uh, they call me over and put the camera right up in my face. And they're like, who are you going to play baseball for when you're older? And me and my mug, I just look up at the camera. Dodges. Dodges. I forgot there was a, another D in Dodgers. I'm over here just Dodgers. And, you know, like I was raised by, you know, photos of me and Dodger hats since I was a little one and everything. And I remember going to, uh, to Banquam Ballpark in Phoenix the first year that the Diamondbacks were, were, um, first year that the Diamondbacks were, were as an organization back in 97. And I went to a Dodger game. I think it was the very first Dodger game in Bankwell Ballpark. It was a Friday night, I think. It was a Friday night and my father took me. And, and I got to see the Dodgers for the first time. My father said that he took me when I was like a little, little kid uh, here at Dodger Stadium, but I don't remember that. So, hey, if I don't remember it, didn't happen. Uh, but then again, I, I, went, I went again as a, uh, I think I was like 21, 20 or 21. It was right before I moved out here, actually. My father hit me up out of nowhere, and he was like, hey, uh, want to go watch the Dodgers in L.A. against the Yankees? I'm like, sure, why not? Let's have a great father-dad road trip, huh? <laughs> but, um, uh, which we didn't. Um, and then the Dodgers blowing it in the bottom of the 11th on Sunday night, ESPN Baseball. Yeah, that didn't make the drive back too good either. <laughs> uh, thank God I fell asleep the whole way back. Um, but yeah, man, it was... It was such an amazing, amazing time because, you know, I've been lucky enough to have been going to Dodger games a lot since I moved back and everything. And I've had a lot of memories there at the stadium, even when the Dodgers weren't playing, even when the Dodgers aren't playing. You know, I um, 2018 was a very special year for me and the Dodgers. Uh, I got to attend a very, very uh, special charity uh charity gala party extravaganza whatever the hell you want to call it in 2018 it was a very special night for many special reasons and uh those special individuals know who they are but it was a night that I'll never forget and the and you know I got to be lucky enough to be in company of some great people and uh people that I'm lucky enough to still be in touch with today but um, you know, just, uh, just to be coming to all these games and all these functions at Dodger stadium and everything. And then to finally get the monkey off our back to finally be able to accept it, that we are world champions of, you know, and, oh, it was an amazing, amazing experience guys. And, and, and you know what? I know a lot of, a lot of the listeners, they don't, um, they don't subscribe to sports the way that I do, which is fine. It's fine. I got lucky. I got lucky that I was able to find something that, you know, that I loved. 
and that it made me feel something. You know, that, um, that I, you know, sports have done a lot for me and, you know, good and bad. You know, they destroyed my body. They destroyed my body. My knees are shot. They're done. My back, it feels like I've got the back of an 85-year-old. My shoulder cracks sometimes in an awkward position. And, you know, I've dislocated my jaw. I've done a lot of things in my body because of sports. But at the end of the day, it's like I don't regret any of it. I don't. I don't. And, you know, I... I'm, I'm glad that, that I was able to be a fan of, of these teams with such, you know, pageantry and, and uh, history because, like, if I was a fan of the Buffalo Bills, you know, you only care about the Buffalo Bills if you live in Buffalo. There's, there's disappointing history with certain organizations and everything like that. But when you can finally get that crown moment, and which I'm not trying to be arrogant and say that, oh, the Lakers, ooh, the Dodgers, ooh. No, but, you know, it's something because you go to a Diamondback game on a Tuesday night in the middle of the season, there's 10,000 people inside a stadium that seats 60,000. And no, I'm not being a hater because it's the same way in Tampa. It's the same way in, you know, uh, Toronto. Well, maybe not anymore because Toronto's got a team. Um, hell, it's the same. It's the same way in Anaheim. It's the same way in San Diego. It's the same way in Seattle. So no, like I'm not being a hater for Air There's on a piece because I'm gonna start getting it again. I get so much crap from people from Arizona. Yeah, you're making fun of us, man. Make fun of someone else. Shut up. So, but you go to Dodger Stadium on a Tuesday night in the middle of the season. When, like, against a pointless opponent, you get forty-five to 50,000. Mind you, Dodger Stadium seats almost 60,000. You have a fan base that is the best in baseball. And, yes, I'm talking to you, Yankee Empire. I'm talking to you people. What do you mean, you people, Gus? I mean you pinstripe-wearing mooks. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. But, you know, while I'm talking about it, let me, uh, this is one time for my Lakers and my Dodgers, huh? Let me... Oh, there we go. Oh, that's the good stuff. I mean, hang on. Mm. Ah. Oh, that's the good stuff. There you go. <laughs> oh, I wish that was alcohol. No, I'm drinking an energy drink, something healthier. So, yeah, man, just to be able to finally just... What a year, man. What a... Like, like trust me, look... I'm not going to sit here and sell you on the idea that, oh, hey, Dodgers and Lakers win the championships 2020 is all right by me. 
No, this is still going to be the worst year in the history of our lives from top to bottom. From top to bottom, this year sucked. Through and through, worst year on record. I want a refund, all right? When I get to the pearly gates, if I ever do, and even if I go to hell, I mean, I think I'm going there. Someone told me that I got a seat reserved for me there once, and I'm like, whoa, that's pretty bad. Um, you know, whichever I end up in, I'm asking for a refund. I'm like, whoa, 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 before I enter the pearly gates or the rusty gates, I'm like, yo, can I just get one more year? I think I'm owed one. That, what the hell was that? No, 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 dude, no. I'm sorry. I got to come back from whatever got me here right now. And the person at the gates is going to be like, uh, Gus, you were crushed. By a falling 747. I mean, that would make me respond to be like, look, hey, how many times does a 747 drop from the sky? Doesn't happen very often. Hey, how about we do a two for that day and be like, look, something that never happens, a 747 falls in the sky, also didn't kill the guy that it landed on. How about we make a deal, huh? We do two for's. See, somebody messed up, dropped the jet from the sky. Someone's got to mess up and be like, damn it, that guy didn't die. What do you say we make a deal, huh? Let's make a deal and I don't die from the 747 and you guys give me back a year because you owed me one from 2020. What do you say? Yeah, let's make amends. Let's shake on it and we'll be friends at the end of the day. So that's my plan. Because I think I'm owed one. And then they're going to be like, but Gus, remember the Lakers and the Dodgers won. And I'm going to be like, but yeah, seriously? It's like I couldn't even go out in the streets and riot with my fellow Angelinos. I couldn't go loot Whole Foods. You know, hey, daddy needed a new pair of running shoes. I couldn't go loot the Foot Locker. Why? There was coronavirus. Couldn't do it. So no, I'm sorry, but no, that doesn't give you any leeway in taking me off of earth one year without me getting one year back. Sorry, doesn't happen. I couldn't set fire to a city bus and high five some random person because I can't touch random people. So no, sorry. No. Talk to your HR people, be like, he, you know, he, he, he wants a year back. And then the HR people are going to come back and be like, no, 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 no. We're getting too many people saying they want years back. We've already let go people that have been eaten by sharks and we've like f- turned it around and been like, no, they got bit in half, but they survived. Then they miraculously found their legs and reattached them. I just sent a guy back the other day. He got run over by a bulldozer, but apparently we said that there was a malfunction in the chains and they got to go over him, not through him. So, you know, it's like I'm already seeing it. I'm going to cause headaches in heaven or hell, whichever one. I already know it. The moral of the story is I'm not going to walk away from that jumbo jet that lands on me. But I'm going to try, though. I'm going to try to because I'm owed another year. I'm owed one more year. No mas. But, you know, it's just, it feels good sometimes, you know, when you're a fan of something or someone, which, say you're a fan of someone, you know, it could be a family member, could be a friend, you know, you're a fan of Ricky Martin. 
You know, Ricky wins himself a Grammy. You're going to be happy. You're going to, you know, bust out 1997's hottest single, Living La Vida Loca, and you're going to get down. This was when he fooled everyone and told them he was straight. You know, you're going to party like that. By the way, don't ask me why I thought of Ricky Martin. Random as hell. Don't ask me why. But, you know, I'm seeing a lot of things lately because people are like, you know, like, oh, who cares if the Lakers won? Who cares if the Dodgers won? Who cares? Like, it's like, yo, no one gets on your ass because you're a vegan. Don't get on people's ass because they want to celebrate because they feel that they're a part of something. The only time that I will get pissed off at people that are doing the celebrating and doing all that is the people that are setting fires, they're looting, they're, like, they're causing property damage. If you're damaging something, it better be your liver and your kidneys from drinking the night away, all right? Other than that, or, you know, maybe the lungs, you want to do a little smoky smoke. And you know what I'm saying? Hey, you get the green light from me when it comes to just damaging your internal organs with a little bit of the smoke and the drink. You do that. It's all right by me. But you start burning cars, you start setting fire to businesses, you, you know, you know, you start throwing rocks at the cops. It's like, no, dude, come on. Which, which look, I'll be first to say it. LA people, the fans of the Lakers and the Dodgers, we shit the bed. Okay, I'm going to just say it like that. We shit the bed when it came to how we should have acted when our teams won. You know, I was so embarrassed, so embarrassed that on SportsCenter, this is SportsCenter, guys. It's not some local L.A. channel. SportsCenter was like, you know, like on the scene, Dodgers win the World Series. It's a big deal. The Dodgers are the second biggest market in the country. So, like, they're, you know, they're making a bigger deal because of the size of the fan base and all this and that stuff. And it's been 32 years and blah, blah. And then they cut to a scene. I don't know where the hell it was. It was obviously somewhere in Los Angeles. But there are two trucks doing donuts in the same intersection. And there's, like, three, 4,000 people packed in that intersection. And I'm like, oh, God, they're not social distancing. And I don't think any of them are wearing masks. And I'm like, like, I'm watching this go down and I'm like, oh, that's, that doesn't look good. Dude, I thought that the championship that the Lakers won in 2001, or no, in, in 2000, where my fellow Laker fans set fire to five LAPD cop cars, a KTLA news van, and a city bus. I thought that was the worst that we could have gotten. Oh, no. Here in 2020, we like to overachieve. And that we did. Oh, the fan base looked about as bad as Justin Turner did. I'll tell you that much. Oh, God, here we go. Justin Turner. Oh, God. First, let me get it right off the bat. Let me get it right off the bat. I'm Sweden in this, okay? I'm neutral. I'm neutral on this. I'm not going to say the guy is fucking irresponsible. He's a douchebag. 
or some people call them douchebags. But no, no, I'm not going to say that, nor am I going to say, you know, he, he, he should have been out there. He needed to be out there. No, I, I look, I'm not going to say either one because you want to know what, I don't know what it's like to sacrifice my entire life to one thing, the sport of baseball, come down to a point where you were released by one organization and passed on every single one of them except for your hometown team. The team that you grew up in the same city as, went to the high schools here, went to the colleges here. Now you're playing for them and you win it all. And not only that, but in the deciding, the, in the deciding game to where you will win the one thing that you play the game for, you come out and you are ter- you're tested and it turns out that you're positive. And they take you out of the game and you miss the final out. You're stuck in a room with officials from Major League Baseball and they're telling you you cannot come out and celebrate with your teammates. I don't know what that's like. So I do not know what the emotions are. He obviously didn't give a damn about what they said, and he came out anyways. So we have someone that the world knows that is positive with coronavirus out there with all of his teammates shaking hands, hugging, taking his mask off for a team photo, sitting next to a cancer survivor. That'd be our manager, Dave Doc Roberts. And... That is what it is. And so, you know, I don't know what it's like. I don't. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, Justin Turner, young man, you did something very, very wrong. You should be ashamed of yourself, Mr. Turner. No, I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to turn around and be like, hey, go fuck yourselves. Let the man party with his peeps. No, I can't do that either because you know what? It hasn't come out right now, but I'm going to keep my mouth shut on that part until we're a month and a half down the road and nobody, nobody contracted coronavirus from him. Simple as that. Simple as that. I'm, because if, if, if it comes out that Justin Turner did infect like 15 people there, and God forbid someone dies from that, then I will say that was the wrong move. Yeah, that's Monday morning quarterbacking the hell out of that one because it's so far down the road. But right now, he hasn't gotten anybody else sick. So I can't sit here and be like, oh, well, you know, Look, in hindsight, was it the smartest thing? No, it wasn't. It wasn't the smartest thing to do. But he did it. Then again, I don't know what it's like to sacrifice my entire life for the love of the game. So, yeah, that's that. But 
My Lakers and my Dodgers are world champions, baby. And to that, I take another drink. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the good stuff. Oh, that's good. On the other notes, happy Halloween, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Halloween. What's going on? You guys partying out there, huh? You guys dressing up like an inappropriate version of Woody and Buzz? Hmm? Guys doing any of that stuff? Oh, my God. When I saw that last year, so so backstory. I was um, I was a I was a bodyguard at a place called the San Vicente Bungalows. That's about as far as you're gonna hear from it, because you know signing NDAs, people. It's a private members club in West Hollywood. You guys want to look into it? Look it up. You will not hear any stories from me. But last year, the owner of the place was like, you know what? We're going to treat it like Ellis Island, baby. I'm opening up the doors. Everyone's able to come in. All members can bring in guests and everything like that. And of course, here in a town like this, you know, everybody wants to get inside and see the mystique of the members only club. It was the hottest club. The Obamas are members there and everything like that. So they weren't there. But so I was seeing some pretty, pretty awesome Halloween costumes coming out. I was seeing some good stuff. Very, very innovative ones. Very innovative costumes. And then, then, of all the things that I see, this van pulls up. It's like an Uber van. Pulls up, gets out, and these two women come out dressed as Woody and Buzz. If it was filmed in a porno parody film, because I'm like, all right, dude, for starters, Woody never wore shorts that little and Buzz didn't, he didn't have a purple and green bra. And I'm like looking down, I'm like, oh my God, why? Why do women do that? Why do you women do that? It's Woody and Buzz, for God's sakes. This is childhood heroes here, man. Why don't you go put on a latex suit and purple latex suit and come out as Barney, man? It's like, come on, dude. You don't need to sexualize everything, ladies. Be the sexy, slutty nun. Be the sexy, slutty school teacher. I'm cool with that. But Woody and Buzz... Come on, man. Don't do that to me. You know I can't even watch Toy Story anymore without thinking of that shit. Put a whole different spin on the you got a friend in me thing. I'm like, come on, man. These girls were literally like wearing almost nothing. And they're like, oh, we're Woody and Buzz. And I'm like, oh, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. The both of you are pissing me off. That's what you are. Like, look, I'm, you know, I'm looking too much into it. Yes, I know. God, calm down, Gus. No, I, you know, yes, look. You be the nun. You be that. Yeah, go ahead and everything. Yes, I know. It's still re- religiously inappropriate and everything. And we're all going to hell for it. 
But I'm like, come on, dude. Woody and Buzz, nobody wants to see the sexy, slutty version of Woody and Buzz. Nobody. I got a deviant mind. I do. There's no hope for me. But even I am like, dude, I don't need to see anything that I saw when I was eight years old thinking, "Mm, hey, baby, how about I put a friend in you? What do you say? No, not happening. No, stop doing that. I am not, I'm not with that. I'm not, not. You want to be the slutty, be a slutty cowgirl, okay? Be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, okay? Then I'm cool with. Not Woody, not Buzz, not, not, you know, not Mr. Potato Head, not Ham. And even Bo Peep, even Bo Peep is a little, little out there. A little out there. Because it's like, okay, you're Bo Peep. What do you want me to do? Am I the farmer? Because if like, if I'm Bo, if, if you're Bo Peep, are you like the one from like the nursery rhyme? And then does that make me some farmer guy? What are we doing here? Because if you're Bo Peep and you're like, oh, is that my Woody? Or are you just glad to see me? No, no, that is Toy Story and that's against the rules. Not with it. I'm sorry. I'm not with it. Be anything else in the world. Anything else. Slutty Disney characters. I can't, you know, I don't, I, I can't do it. I just cannot do it. Does that make me weird? Does that make me weird that I don't like seeing sexy, slutty Disney costumes? Does that make me weird? Does it? Because... I don't think it does, but then when I say that, people then tell me, Gus, you're weird. Which I'm like, all right, fine. But no, I mean, like, like no, dude, I don't want to see a sexy, slutty Dory. I'm not with it. Not. No. Because it's like, you know, you get, like, you start hearing the catchphrases and everything, and no, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not, no. No. This shit reminds me from American Pie. Reminds me of American Pie when, um, when they're talking at, at the beginning of the film, and Jim, you know, who I told you, who is based off of my life, Except for this one scene, except for this one scene where they're walking like it's like the friends are walking. They're walking from one class to another. And he goes, oh, man, dude, you catch uh, Little Mermaid on the TV last night? And they're like, no, man. He goes, God, that Ariel is so hot. (laughs) And they look at him like, dude, you you need to get laid, bro. You need to get laid. (laughs) You need to get laid, man. You know. Ugh. See, look, now I'm screwed. You want to know why I'm screwed now? Because I'm going to end up with Vanessa Hudgens as my girl, and she's going to come to me one Halloween, and she's like, I want to go as the Little Mermaid, and you be Prince Valiant. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. No. No, 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 no. No. She's going to come to me, and she's going to be like, I want to be Jasmine. You be Aladdin. I'm like, no, no. But I can't say no to my girl. 
The one ex that I'm still cool with, she knows that. She knows that. Actually, fuck that. All my exes should know that. All right? They know that I cannot say no to them. But most recently, my most recent ex, she knows. She'll vouch for me. She'll vouch for me. I'll have her on the podcast one time. You guys will find out. But no, this is what's going to happen to me. I'm going to end up with, you know, Vanessa Hudgens, you know, Adele, Halle Berry, someone. And they're going to want to go as a Disney character. And they're going to be like, ooh, let's go as Mrs. Incredible, Mr. Incredible. I'm going to be like, no, 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 no. Can't do that. I Like, I just can't do that, man. I don't know why. I just don't know why. It's like, you know, I saw them when I was a little kid. I enjoyed them as a little kid. And now I'm banging them. <laughs> it's like, no, no, for the love of God, no. Crazy. See the shit that goes on in my head. I'm telling you, man, I'm losing it. Say a prayer for me. Go light a candle and say a prayer. Jesus Christ. Next episode of May I Have a Word podcast is going to come from inside a padded room with me shackled up. Man. Anyways, Halloween. Let's see. Let's talk about some good stuff. Jesus Christ. I spent way too much time talking about that shit. Good God. You know, I used to love Halloween. Everybody was asking me, you know, like all, you know, like, oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? What are you going to do Halloween? And I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm not going to do much, man. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do a lot, man. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do much. Like, dude, it's Halloween. It's Halloween and I'm at home. Not doing anything. I've got an atom, I've got an automatic slingshot ready in case a kid comes to my door and knocks on it, locked and loaded with Tootsie Rolls. Kid knocks on the door and the slingshot just... I'll know if it hits him if the kid starts crying. Oh, happy Halloween. This just loads up another Tootsie Pop. And, you know, knock, knock, knock. Kid starts crying. There we go. Another satisfied customer. Enjoy your sugar. But, yeah, I mean, so my plan for Halloween, which I knew what it was going to be, I, you know... I sit down and watch myself the greatest Halloween film of all time. And that is very original. Surprise, surprise. It's Halloween. Halloween. Step up to me. Step up and tell me, for those that are brave enough, which Halloween film is better. What is the best film to watch on Halloween? My vote is for the 1978 iconic classic Halloween. Which I saw when I was eight years old. (laughs) Not by choice. Not by choice. You guys know the story. My father, the great person that he was, this was right before his grand grand exit, um... Overheard me telling the, you know, my, uh, my former neighbor lived across the street. My, for- my father heard me tell him that, because that day I'd watched the new Goosebumps film. 
And my father overheard me telling the, the neighbor kid, his name was Aaron. And he heard me tell him, uh, man, I saw a scary movie today, man. I saw the haunted mask. Yeah, scary stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I'm over there talking about how the haunted mask is the scariest film in the history of the world. And so Aaron leaves and, you know, I'm there in the front yard. I'm shooting some hoops and my father comes over and he goes, hey, I heard you talking to Aaron. Uh, Saw a scary movie today. I was like, yeah, man, whoa, really scary stuff. The haunted mask. It's what nightmares are made of. Let me tell you something. These Goosebumps films were like less than G rated. If there was a letter that was made that was less than G, that's what these films were. But, um, so he goes, okay, all right, I'll be right back. And this time he actually did come back. The next time he said, I'll be right back. He never came back. So, um, he goes and he comes back with two films, two VHS tapes. Cause for those of you that didn't know before the time of on demand and like, you know, Apple video and whatever the hell it is now, we had DVDs. And before DVDs, we had VHSs. I don't know what they had before then. So, (laughs) I'm kidding. They had Betamax. So, my father comes back with two VHS tapes. And we were were about to have dinner. We were about to have dinner. And my father um, sits me down there and goes, we're going to watch a movie. This is what a scary movie is. And I'm like, okay. Me thinking I'm not, I had no idea what the hell I was in store for. And like I told you guys, like I told you guys from a few episodes back, my father, the great wordsmith and parental advisor that he was, he used to do his own disclaimer before every film. Before every film, he had his own disclaimer. And it was, he would hit pause right as soon as the opening credits were about to hit. He would hit pause and that was like my cue to turn to him and I would turn to him and my father would just lean into me and be like, it's just a film. (laughs) And then he would just like lean back in his chair. But that was his way of telling me, he's like, hey, everything you're about to watch doesn't exist. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. It's movie magic. Nothing is real. And that was his way of saying that just... Just three words, or actually four. It's just a film. <laughs> and just lean back in his lazy boy and just chill there. And I'm like, okay. So there we are. My father hits play. And holy Christ, I am literally on the verge of pissing myself from how scary this film is. Like, my mother was, like, there, and she's like, don't you think this is a little too much, you know, for him to be seen at this age? And my father was like, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. <laughs> uh, the jury's still out if I'm all right. But um, uh, I don't know if I was right that night or not, because at eight years old, I crawled into bed with my mom and my dad. And I was like, yeah, no, not spending the night by myself, dude. My bed is right next to the window. That dude comes into this house. I'm first one off. I'm the first one out. So no, 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 no. One of you guys has got to go before me. Not happening. Not happening. I'm eight years old. I cannot be killed by that dude at at my age. 
I want to grow up and play the violin. It's not going to happen. I'm not getting the first one killed. Not doing it. Not being sacrificed at eight years old. I, I was so scared. I was so scared of Halloween. So scared of Michael Myers. But yet it was so weird because as I was so scared, it became like, not an obsession because that sounds very horrible to say. I became obsessed with Michael Myers. Um, it was like, I was so curious about Michael Myers. I was so curious because on like how he never ran. He didn't chase people. He walked. Dude walked everywhere. Why is he wearing a mask? Freddy Krueger, Jason, all these people, we see their face. We know what they look like. But Michael Myers wore the mask. Why did he wear the mask? Is he hideous underneath? What's he got underneath there? He's some regular dude? Why is he killing her? What did she do to him? Because there's three sides to a story, ladies and gentlemen. Always three sides to a story. I'm sorry, there is. What did Lori Strode do? You know, did she date him? Did she, you know, break up with him? Did she embarrass him? What's going on? Did she tease him? What's happening here? Huh, Lori? Do we need questions to answer? It wasn't until the next one that we found out that it was her brother, quote unquote, and that he just wanted to finish off the family tree. But um, it was like the film was just incredible, man. Incredible. Incredible. On on so many levels. And and I actually, I actually was Michael Myers for, for like a few Halloweens. I had the mask and everything, man. I was legit. I was legit, man. And... I became a fan of the franchise. I, you know, um, like I started studying the franchise and everything and all the crappy sequels that followed because they never made a decent, a decent uh, sequel until, shit, if I'm being real, man, I think maybe Rob Zombie's remake was that back in 2007. I think maybe Rob Zombie's remake in 2007 was the only good thing. Because, I mean, Halloween H2O was decent. It was decent only because Laurie Strode was in it, because Jamie Lee Curtis was in it. Um, but the storyline was terrible. The, you know, the acting from everybody, literally everybody was terrible. Except for Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, she is the scream queen. And then, you know, uh, when they did the, when they did the follow-up, in 2000, what was it, 2018 they did the follow-up? Oh, that was, that was a great film. Great film. Loved it. And uh, they, they just did the, uh, the teaser trailer just came out. The teaser trailer just came out for Halloween 2 or Halloween whatever follows this past one. Oh, it's called Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills. And uh, that one looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. It, it kind of picks up the way that the original Halloween did. And then the Halloween 2 is that Halloween 2 picks up the same night that Halloween ended. And yeah. But that's what I'm saying is that Halloween is the greatest horror movie franchise uh, like across the board. And anybody that wants to step up, step right on up. Let me see what you got. Because Jason, I mean... 
they made one or two decent ones, and then all the rest of them that followed absolutely sucked. Even the remake. Nightmare on Elm Street, same deal. Same deal. Couple solid ones right off the bat. Couple great ones. Got to see Johnny Depp get turned into, you know, a nice Johnny Depp stew. But that's it. Rest of them sucked. They all followed and they all fell. Halloween, though, yo, stuck around and it's been very, very, very great. Been very amazing. Great, successful franchise. And it's still going strong till this day. So, Halloween, it's always a great time. Always a great time. Maybe next year I'll study up on Dia de los Muertos and I'll give you guys a little tidbit on that. And, and, and like, for those of you that are like, oh, God, Gus, you don't even do it with your own people. You, you know, you, you know you're, you're such a, you know, you suck, man. You abandon your people. No, I didn't abandon a damn thing. It's just that my mom, she never, she always, you know, we did Halloween. We didn't do Dia de los Muertos. We did Halloween. So, excuse me. Pardon me. But, you know. Oh, man. Oh, man. What a time. What a, what a month. What a week. And, uh, oh, yeah. Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. November 3rd. It's a very big day. November 3rd is a very big day. Next Tuesday is going to be a very big day in my life. Uh, and, it, and, and, and it should be for all of you too. It should be for all of you too. And I will make sure that you guys know what it is. Because I will be posting about it. And next Tuesday, November 3rd, is my princess's sixth birthday. That is right. My beautiful princess, the one and only Kalia, my niece Kalia turned six years old. She turned six. I haven't been able to give my little gremlin a hug and a kiss since March. Actually, no, since February. Yeah, I haven't been able to give her. Well, no, I saw her in March. I saw her the first week of March. And then everything just went to hell right after that. But, um, you know, my princess turned six. I'm very happy about that. Uh, I got a bunch of presents and a bunch of gifts today, and I sent them off to her. Mailed them to her. And uh, I'm excited to see... I'm excited to see all the stuff that she's going to make with what I got her. I'm excited. And, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, the election. The election, that should show. Um, so, yeah. Well, hey, I voted. Everyone has voted. I think more ballots are going to get cast in this election than at any other election in human history. So, we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. And, I mean, hey. It's been a shitty election. It's not been a clean election. It's been a nightmare of everything. And I think everyone is, whether or not, I honestly think after November 3rd, which hopefully we do find out on November 3rd, we won't know yet. But I think that after November 3rd, 
I think that everybody is going to be like, oh, fine. It's fucking over. It is over. It is over. It's time to, to, to end this bullshit. It's time to end it. And I think that everyone's going to like love it. I think everyone is going to just love it. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy for all sorts of things. The election is one thing that I'm not. But other than that, oh, man, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive, man. I am I'm excited for what's to come. And, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what is going to come to us next? What's going to come to us next? Yeah. So with saying that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the May I Have a Word podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gustavo Montes. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, anywhere and everywhere that podcasts are made. You find it here. Look, I love you guys. Everything. You guys take care. Stay safe out there. Wash your hands. And I will be talking to you guys in just a few days. Randy, take me home, baby.